right, everyone. Welcome back to the Diggy A2 podcast. This is going to be Scarface, uh, and I am virtually live from Houston, Texas. I got this, uh, the Diary album here behind me, a five-mic album, one of the uh, 45 albums to be blessed with the coveted five-mic uh, title. So we're definitely going to be jumping into that. Um, but I want to say a couple things real quick, man, about um, today and today's significance. So when you're watching this, it is November 3rd. So I'm hoping that we as America have come to our senses and did the right thing. I don't know how the election is going to go, but this is a very important election. So hopefully we have what we want to have out of this election, whether what side of the coin that you're on uh, when it comes to today. But uh, we're here to talk about Scarface, and I have some usual faces here. So I'm going to switch gears and bring in my guest, William James Boyd, for the 15th time, I think it is. And back-to-back weeks, we have B-Wise. That brother named B-Wise, local Kansas City cat. And he's not local. To me, he's not local anymore. This guy's going to be internationally known. uh, And I'm happy to have him aboard. Super talented artist hanging out with us uh, this evening on a a late Thursday night. Uh, And the Falcons won, by the way. So shout-out to the Falcons. All right, By the time we we get some winning wins, you know what I mean? But so first off, gentlemen, how are we doing? How are we doing this evening? We doing good? Wise, how you doing, brother? We good? We blessed, man. Always, you know, always blessed to be a, a above six feet. So yeah, we blessed. No question, no question. Will, same question. How you feeling, man? You good? I'm feeling great. I'm 72, 72 inches above ground. You know what I'm saying? Like why I said. So um, I'm just ready and excited to do this. Definitely. No doubt, no doubt. So first off, I want to thank you, Wise, again for taking time out of your busy schedule. We had a, a late cancellation. Uh, our boy Frank uh, laid up right now. Uh, so Frank, shout out to you, man. We love you. Get well. We need you back on the platform, family. So get, get well. We well get you back on here. But Wise will do a great job for you in your place. I guarantee he will. So, all right, let's jump into the artist at hand, Scarface. Uh, government name Brad Jordan. All right, I'm gonna run down some accolades for him. A tremendous amount of accolades for Brad Jordan, you guys. So we're going to talk about him here real quick, but I want to get out the highlights first. Uh, he is recognized uh, by The Source magazine as the 16th greatest lyricist of all time. About.com gave him number six on their list that was released a couple years ago. He is accredited with three five-mic albums, one of the only three artists uh, that has three five-mics. He got one with the Ghetto Boys. He has two on his own. One of them is the album here behind me here, The Diary, uh, released in October of 1994. Uh, the hits on there, I've seen a man die. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, uh, Hand of a Dead Body with him and Ice Cube. Dope-ass track. Love that track, yo. Uh, I like No Tears, and uh, it's just really, really dark and we're gonna get into that a little bit more but i love it five mic album for sure the other five mic album is called the fix which was released in 2002 uh so he is just one of the few lyricists that has uh more five mic albums than a lot of artists that are out there uh he also has a uh, i am hip-hop award from the bt hip-hop awards from 2015 for lifetime achievement and during this tenure of the shift from between 1990 and 1994, he released three albums, the diary that I before mentioned. He also released Mr. Scarface's back in October 91, which received five mics from the source. Uh, and I'll talk about that here. We'll be getting into some of his, his, uh, his background there. Uh, and we will also talk about uh, his second album, The World Is Yours, which was released in August of 93. 
double platinum album the diary is also a double platinum album as well so let's get into the discussion about scarface um so this is going to be probably one of the most uh probably one of the more deeper shows i think we're going to have in a while because scarface took hip-hop to another level and in my eyes uh scarface is considered the crown jewel of lyricism in the south and i'm from atlanta georgia and we did not have a five mic album in atlanta even in the south the whole southern region louisiana to include uh but the very first southern five mic album was the diaries that was the first one they went back and gave it to him so there is no way uh that we could pay him homage no other way more uh you know put him on a hip-hop pedestal in the south for sure and one of the other things that i ran across and boyd i'm gonna stump your brain on this one he was responsible for death jam south back in 2000 and boy do you remember what big name artist he signed to uh def jam south <laughs> luda chris from atlanta georgia as well too so he uh he signed luda and luda is a superstar we'll get the luda way down the road so damn boy i tried to stump you man you make it like damn you're trying to stump me you still be kicking my ass even years down the road man that's what's up all right so First question for discussion, gentlemen. Once again, thank you for being on board this evening. I'll pass the mic over to Wise first. And Wise, so we're going to circle in on Scarface, but I want to know, like, from your point of view, um, you know, getting into hip-hop a little bit later in life and then going back and actually listening to The Diary this week, what were some of the things that resonated with you off of that, um, off of that great album? And on top of that, what are some of the things uh that he either spoke about or some of the your favorite rhymes or what resonated with you with the diary this past week man first and foremost man i gotta you know you know he's a he's you know from one mc a new mc to another you know him as an og now um you know to hear something like that almost almost make want to make me quit because <laughs> it's like you know how can you you know how can you uh even compete with that but now nah, i mean what, what Scarface did, I mean, the diary from intro to outro was great. One of my favorite uh, records on it was Jesse James. And, um, you know, just how he told the, you know, when you when you, when you you read his story and what he did and the, like the mental aspect, and then you connect that to his real life situation, he was able to paint a picture of real life in the inner city and what, from his perspective, was able to tell an intellectual story, even though it was like real rugged. And raw, oh yeah, it's something that anybody can follow. And like I would say, like the way he just painted the picture, somebody that lived in the in the suburbs was like they can give you a detailed description of what Scarface saw in the inner city. So I mean, and then for him to do what he did, you know, so you know, you know how you just talked about how hard it was for Southern rappers to kind of get on a certain platform. You know, he took a stereotype that Southern rappers was not articulate; they couldn't you know, compete with the East Coast or the West Coast. Yeah. He broke that whole stereotype. So to be able to listen to something like The Diary, man, is definitely a blessing. Absolutely, man. Thank you for your perspective, and thank you for taking time and listening to The Diary. Um, I listened to it myself this week. Um, one of the things, or one of the songs I like outside of those two, uh, you guys go back and listen to uh, the song uh, The Hand of a Dead Body. The Hand of a Dead Body uh, has a verse from Ice Cube. Ice Cube literally just burns the track down uh not to outshine scarface but yeah 
I, I'm just I think all the the, the lyricism uh, and the, the the realness that Ice Cube brings to that track into the video as well too. So that, I mean this is yeah. so real. But the one that I want to talk about is No Tears. And on No Tears, he talked about how he couldn't talk to his mama, but he could speak to his diary. Like how profound is that? Like like I mean like here is Scarface is. Uh, you know, had this persona of being a gangster and, and a thug and a drug dealer. He was a drug dealer, even all that stuff in his, in his in his previous life. And then, you know, to start having these these thoughts and these experiences that he couldn't talk to his mama, but he talked about it in his diary. And the diary album itself, I think, is like his his it was his outlet. You know what I mean? Like it was his way of getting everything that his inner thoughts, his his way of uh, visiting, like you know. Uh, uh, some of the other songs that he had, like, you know, uh, looking at how death was and just looking at things from a very dark tone and how people in the ghetto at the time are going through really, really horrible things and articulating that. So it's like he almost flipped the coin in a sense. He went from a, you know, a, a gangster and a drug dealer in the first couple albums. And then The Diary is a completely different sounding album than the previous two. So, uh, so yeah, great, great start to that, Wise. And thank you for your analysis on that as well, too. Very well articulated, my dude. I appreciate it. Uh, so I'm going to pass the mic over to William James. Boy, my dude. All right, Will. So we got a, uh, let's say, a uh, a social media altercation, you know, friendly competition between, you know, hip-hop minds, you know what I mean? And we get into it. And oftentimes we don't really agree on things, and that's okay. That's hip-hop, right? We're always never going to agree. But you made a profound statement uh, during this week, and I want you to elaborate on this. And your thoughts were... Uh, you know, shout out to Hip Hop Heads Unite, our hip hop group out there. Uh, when it comes to uh, weekly debates, you know, we like to have debates and talk about certain topics. And this week was about Scarface. And Boyd actually said that Nas is a step above Scarface in regards to storytelling. So, Will, I'm going to give you the platform on this one. How, what is your thoughts on that? And why do you think that Scarface is not a better storyteller than Nas? Nas, an exceptional storyteller i just think scarface is better but i'm gonna let you have the floor first sir all right first and foremost i'm gonna give shots out to slick rick the ruler um slick slick rick the ruler um nas and scarface and all those three combined are in my opinion light years because of the their body of work their longevity and their relevance to the culture their impact i think they're light years away from you know, cats that are considered storytellers nowadays, you know what I'm saying? But that that's another story. Now, right. when, when I intimate that Nas is a step above Scarface, it's like, it's kind of like having uh, a Superman and a Shazam, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of <laughs> like, you know, everybody loves Superman. Everybody knows Superman, you know what I'm saying? But Shazam <laughs> is a bad lover too. So basically it's like that. I love Scarface. And I think Nas overall, I think they both, as far as articulation and explaining what they've seen through their eyes, hmm. I believe that Nas was that dude. He was the dude that Scarface became for longer. Nas came out of the box, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I keep going back to New York State of Mind, but New York State of Mind, okay, that was where Nas started, right. you know what I'm saying? The diary is kind of where Scarface, you know, would have, you know, kind of caught up to him as far as storytelling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm not saying they're not on evil, even any, they're not, they are on an even keel as far as like right now, 
But and they even did a song together off of um Nas's uh it was I think it was the I Am album. It was '99, and they did a song together called "The Favor for a Favor," and it was one of those things. Was like, huh? I didn't realize I needed this in my life. Man, they should have done this more. Long time ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. As Nas, Nas, both of them are introspective artists. Both of them, they're deep thinkers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, whereas, like I said, they both spit cinema. They both spit cinema. You know, yeah. and then the thing is, it's like. With Nas, I don't want to say slightly more polished, but it's a little slicker as far as his presentation, therefore slightly more palatable. But that that means nothing to a hip hop head, because if I like Nas and I don't like Scarface, something is wrong. Seriously, something is wrong. Because I don't care. Look, no disrespect to T.I., but I'm telling you, Scarface has always been the king below the Mason Dixon. And I'm even going to say, I'm going to go a step farther and say this. In as much as where Scarface is in his career and what his impact was, Scarface below the Mason Dixon, okay, that's that's Jay-Z. That's Sean Carter. I don't care what anybody says. I'll put him right right up there with Jay-Z. Lyrically, you know what I'm saying? Maybe not as much as, like, in as much as what Jay-Z's accomplished, but I'm right. telling you, that's Jay-Z. Lyrically, I... I'm with you, but I'm not with you. And here's why. So when we talk about Southern hip hop artists, um, there and, and and your your argument is, is solidified. I, I won't even give you much push on it, actually. I think it's very well articulated. I just don't agree with it. But the reason why is because I think Nas and is an exceptional talent. Nas came out the gates, you know, swinging, and I, I agree. Scarface went through a couple of albums to kind of get to Nas's level, and I think like. Uh, you know, Nas was Nas was the second coming of Rakim, so that's not that's not it's not even I don't think it's the same plateau, right? So it's not even the same really plateau. But when we're talking about the art of storytelling in hip hop, yes, Slick Rick is the godfather. But I think from his seeds grew Nas and Scarface. But I think Scarface did it a little bit better, only because I think that with his accreditation to my mind's playing tricks on me. When you listen to that song, and with him having to think about. Day to day is more possible to cope. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the one that's doing dope. Can't keep a steady hand because I'm nervous. Every Sunday morning I'm in service. Like I mean, like he paints those pictures vividly, man. Like he he took yeah. what Slick Rick, uh, you know, what he started and made it better. I think. But I mean, Slick Rick is still the Godfather. But uh, you can't take away from the way that he wrote his stories. But it, when he went on his own, you know, like like you mentioned, the first two albums, and he's always had these weird, like, flip-on nursery rhymes, too. If you guys yeah. noticed that in his old albums, like, Mr. Mr. Scarface, and when I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. like, what? Like, what is he doing? Like, that's so bugged. Like, who was thinking about the it, crazy man. shit? Like, like, I love it. You know what I mean? Like it's so crazy, man. But, uh, but yeah. So I don't agree, but uh, I I don't agree, but I see your point and I respect your point as well too. So very well articulated. So I'm gonna pass the mic back over to Wise on this one. And Wise, so we talked a little bit about your project about mental health and awareness. So shout out to you, brother, for the efforts that you are doing in that area. It is something that is. Um, needs to be well spoken more about within the black community because I think that a lot of the times we as black men 
we I we keep moving. We don't really like to recognize our problems. We push through it. Um, so you bringing that awareness um, in your project is great. But Scarface has a background in that as well, too. So what were some of the things that you uh, saw some parallels between Scarface's background um, and with some of the uh, mental health um, aspects of his rhyme skills and his storytelling and with the uh, other element of mental health in regards to that as well, too. So where are those, some of those parallels that you found uh, throughout this past couple of weeks? You know, like there's a saying in the mental health world that, you know, and, I, and I'm, it's cliche, but, you know, uh, a rose grew from the crack. And um, Scarface was definitely that. If you look at his background and see that, you know, he, he grew up in an impoverished area. Uh, you know, he was in and out of trouble all the time and that he actually committed, tried to commit suicide when he was a juvenile and put in a mental institution at a very young age. Uh, I think if he was to talk to the, you know, Scarface that he is now, that he will probably appreciate that he went through that because that's what made him Scarface. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, to be able to recognize, you know, just from, you know, connecting that, you know, like you said earlier, you know what I'm saying? Like his, 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 you know, his uh, ability to be an artist and to be able to write these stories came from that trauma. So actually he took, you know, y'all compare. That was funny when you said Shazam and Superman because I don't think, <laughs> I, I think if you're a little longer than us, I don't even think people don't understand who Shazam is. Yeah, so, right. Uh, I thought that was funny. As, 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 <laughs> um, no, he took, he took, he took, he was able, he was able to turn his, his pain into passion. Yeah. And that resonated with so many people that look like him, especially when you make the connection of music and how the influence of hip hop and how to be able to parallel, you know, parallel it to something and tell a story to make it where it is relevant for people that look like you when the mainstream has stereotyped you and put you in this box, like you can't be articulate. And he did it in such a way to where it's like, damn, he's spitting some, 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 some raw stuff, but it's it, the flavor of it is such, you know, with and almost like what I call ghetto integrity. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Everybody yeah. on any yeah. level, I like anybody I on like any it. level, regardless if you was a PhD or you was a homeless man, was able to understand it. So mm -hmm. for him to take his, 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 uh, his, his pain, his trauma, and flip that, you know, he's kind of like that rose in the crack, you know, and that's why he's one yeah. of the top ten artists, you know, of all time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with you. I think that. Um, the things that he went through, he spoke about it within the diary. He spoke about it after the diary. I mean, I like his song that he had uh, called "Smile" with him and Tupac, yeah, um, yeah. which was one of one of my favorite joints. Of you know, Tupac was on the cross like Jesus, and he's walking up to Pac, and he's kind of like the like this uh, this spirit kind of walking up to him, and it was like the just I'm just thinking about it right now, like the 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 vision of whoever shot that video had that idea. I don't think it was Pac himself. I think it was I think Pac had already passed when the video was shot, but just the way that his, his video is so vivid. And then, you know, when I seen a man, uh, the, you know, never seen a man cry, that video is very vivid. Like it speaks right. directly to the story. Mm -hmm. It's almost hand in hand. And I, his storytelling is, is, is immaculate. And I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, years later he was able to come out and reveal that he had issues with, you know, uh, mental health issues and things like that. Because in the black community, we just we don't do it. We don't talk about it. We don't speak about it. Right. Um, and I think that the project that you're doing wise, you know, wherever it ends up is is awesome. And bringing awareness is what we want to do. We want to bring awareness. Um, and this is one of the first steps to doing that, my brother. So I appreciate your efforts and I appreciate no 
your thoughts on this, man. This is it's, it's so okay. great for what you're getting ready to do. Last question, gentlemen, then we're going to start wrapping things up. I'm passing the mic to Wise on this one. So, Wise, one song, what one song would you want a, let's say a person who doesn't know anything about hip-hop, but they chose Scarface, what one song would you have them sit down and say, look, this is what Scarface is all about? What one song would you choose out of his catalog? I would say, man, the song that you mentioned earlier was Smile. because, And the reason why I say that, too, is because it got – it has Tupac in it. And yeah. I know that's kind of not answered the question. I got you. But I think, I think, I think, you know, at that time, you know, it gave, um, it, 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 it gives a description of still being somewhat in this box of, you listen to the song, you know, it gives the description of still being somewhat ghetto, but also having a, a light side to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it showed, I think it showed in that song, it showed Scarface's diversity. Um, in that song, and two, having a collaboration with Tupac at that time, everybody knows Tupac, regardless if you're white, black, whatever, you know who yes. Tupac is, like, yeah. real talk, so to be able to to have that collaboration, um, to be able to be associated with somebody like Tupac and have a song like that, a record like that, that kind of gives a lighter side, I think that would show his, not only his diversity, but also, too, to show that, like, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, to be able to go through the trauma that he did go through and still be able to write songs like that and, you know, to show his diversity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great perspective on that, my brother. And Will, same question, man. One song, someone that has never heard of Scarface in their entire life, you sat them down and said, I want you to listen to this particular song from Scarface. Which one are you going to pick and why? Well, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going off script with this one. And it's probably not something that a lot of people will be able to digest immediately, but his lyricism, his ability to paint a picture with a, a, a litany of topics. I'd have to go with uh, Girlfriend. And the reason I'm going okay. with Girlfriend, okay. okay, is because I, I know Trey Songs. Trey Songs is on the uh, on the hook, but and he had Willie D in the video. But the subject matter, he's talking about, you know, you know, you you know, you can't be my girlfriend, and he talks about he's he's being cynical in that. Yeah, but you can you, you extrapolate so much from that song. You can tell this is a man who's been through something. It's a man who's kind of jaded. It's a man who's scarred. You know what I'm saying? But it's also a man who can articulate what he's feeling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He can articulate what he's feeling. I didn't agree with you know with, with with everything, but that's that's the great part about art. I loved its presentation. You know what I'm saying? And the emotion. You know what he was able to convey through that song. I mean, I found myself sitting up there wanting to dance, wanting to work out during that song. You know, but at the same time, you know, right, right, yeah, right. yeah, so, yeah. You are, you are, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's 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 a bit cynical, but not. It's it's structured very very poetic. So I would have to say, girlfriend, and not a lot of people would get on board with it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, it would definitely display his ability to paint a picture. And it it's anybody who hasn't heard that song, go listen to it. Absolutely. You know and I would say, I would say too, I, I forgot to mention this. Just one more thing. No, you're good. I would also say another great record too is uh, My Block. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah like everything is everything for yes. Sheezy, My Block. That's another one too yeah, that I think fix. most people yeah. forget yeah. about. You know, yes. so that was a dope record too. 
Have yeah, matter of fact, video? matter of fact, um, when he's walking literally through the block, through the block, yeah, yeah, yeah through the block. Yes. And yes. one of the things that people may not know about about the fix, which was his his second five mic album, most of that album was produced by a young Kanye West at the time too. So Kanye West produced Bruh. the bulk of the album. Guess yes. who's back? Produced by Kanye West. Like exactly, just it's a dope album. So How go check out his catalog. Yes, go check out his catalog. Uh, Beanie Siegel kills that track too, by the way. Oh, shout out to Beanie Siegel on that. Yes. Shout out to Beanie Siegel. But my pick would be The Hand of a Dead Body from the Diary um, because he talked about everything that is going on right now in 2020 and in Black America. He talked about yeah. uh, David Duke. How come he can have guns? So, how come we have guns? You know, we all, you know, we're barbaric and, and we're these things. And Ice Cube coming on the track. Like, to me, that would be the one I would say here. Son, sit down and listen to the hand of a dead body because mm -hmm. it's it's mean. It's first of all, it sounds good, right? So the, the beat yeah. is dope as hell. It's funky. It's from the diary, and he talks about so many different things going on in on a political on a political spectrum uh, that I think that people would need to hear, and it still resonates, um, you know, in twenty twenty. That would be my pick. And the hook, the <laughs> brother don't believe that song. The brother's wrong. Gangsta don't, don't live, live that, that long. Woo, boy, that song goes so hard. It goes oh. so hard, man. But, gentlemen, thank you for your time this evening. It's been a great discussion. Um, but, of course, you know, as we have been doing in Season 2 fashion, we are doing the Trayvon Martin Hood is Salute. So we'll put our hoods up today. And uh, we're going to pass the mic over to B-Wise first. So B-Wise, back-to-back now for two weeks, my brother. Thank you so much for coming on with your busy schedule. Who do you want to shout out this week to the world, man? Man, as always, man, give God all honor, glory, and praise because without him, man, I wouldn't be here and have this opportunity. Um, you know, like to thank, uh, give a shout out to my pops, man, who's uh, actually, you know, Southern Louisiana has been hit by a few hurricanes. Absolutely. Here in the past couple of months. So he's been down going down there and um um you know going down and helping people. And last shout out always to my team that supports me and helps me. And uh you know, thank you guys again for you know having me on. Always, brother. And yes, please please give our our best to the family in Louisiana, man, with those hurricanes. Like, come on, y'all. Global warming is real, right? Come on now. Like, <laughs> really? Like, come on, man. But Absolutely. shout out to you, Wise. Thank you so much, brother. William James Boyd, man. Brother, I, I'm, I'm losing count. How many times we keep doing this, man? Like, I'm losing count. I thought it was 15. It might be more than 15. I might have to go back and do the actual yeah. count. Uh, but uh, who were you shouting out this week, sir? Yeah, man. The, the fans love you, man. The fans love you, man. So who were you shouting out this week, sir? This week, I'm going to shout out uh, three people. Um, my uh, my youngest son's mom, Samantha, my youngest son, Tavon, and his sister, Kamaya. They just got back up here to Alaska. I bought a whole bunch of Christmas gifts for them. I'm going to spoil the sugar honey iced tea out of them. They don't deserve it, but you know what? I love them to death, so I'm shouting those, those out. And I also want to shout out, you know, all, all of the rap fans out there that – that really love quality rap that don't just listen to what's hot. The people that actually get into the meat and bones and know what they're talking about when we're talking about rap and, you know, don't just, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about people who are really, really into rap. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get too deep into it, but yeah, that was my shout outs. No doubt. No doubt. And I see where you're going with that. And that's why it's so it's so humbling to have Wise on the show. I don't know if you all have heard Wise's catalog, 
Go out there, support this young brother. He is going to be doing great things. And if he's not, I'm going to push him till he does. So you're going to be doing it anyway. All right? So you got a team push you to for as far as you can go. You got a whole team around you that wants you to do well, man. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best, my dude. That's real talk. That's coming from the heart, man. But uh, all right. Shout outs this week for me. Um, first off, I want to give a shout out to Tyrone and Ashton, Mr. and Mrs. We Fit Sports. Two of my favorite new couple uh, here in the Kansas City area. Uh, they are a they are something else, man. They started the podcast actually uh, called It's Necessary. So go out there, check them out. They're talking about positivity for the soul. It drops every Friday. You guys go out there, support them, man. They're talking about great things. Uh, they dropped their first two episodes, and I am. So, and if you guys are watching, they gave us a shout out last week, so I'm doing the same thing in return. So, Tyrone uh, and for for Ashton, you two are the best. We love you. You guys we love your boys and i love your ambition and i love to see people not, not only i love to see black people people of color that are out there getting it done not being afraid of what the consequence is and i'm truly humbled to be in your inner circle as you guys talked about last week so shout out to mr and mrs we fit sports uh my second shout out goes to my boys nate trey christian and michael uh, oh my god, man. Like I never give them a shout out and the reason why I typically don't because they never watch the damn podcast So maybe they'll maybe entice them to watch their daddy do some cool things um, yeah. Shout out to them shout out to their 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 close homies uh, uh, Jalen J bone uh, Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank right now cam shout out to cam uh, and shout out to uh uh, I cannot think of his name. Uh, Big O. Shout out to Big O, man. Uh, uh, or uh, you know, Orion and um, and uh, those are those are like my kids that they were here throughout the whole summer. And shout out to Christian as well, too, or Mr. Briss. So all all my all my boys that I have had the uh, wonderful opportunity to influence in their life to make them do positive decisions. So shout out to all of my boys that are out there. Um, and my last shout out um, is gonna be a little touchy one. Uh, goes out to Walter Wallace Jr. So if you don't know the story of Mr. Walter Wallace Jr., this was a gentleman that lost his life on Tuesday, uh, two days ago, um, October 27th, uh, from police brutality in Philadelphia. And this young man, um, you know, as the story goes, he was approaching the police with a knife. Uh, and the police, instead of doing a de-escalation of force, they decided to shoot and kill this man in the street. Uh, and there was protesting going on and it still is ongoing. And this one touches me a lot. And I know all the time I, I don't want to use this as a gimmick and say, hey, we're doing a hooded salute for those that we lost for social injustice. Like this one hits home. I'm so tired of doing this every week, yo. Like we got to stop this, man. We got to. I feel like an endangered species, yo. I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like I'm being hunted down. Uh, and I don't want that, man. Like we can do better. Shout out to Walter Wallace Jr. Uh, his memory lives on. His legacy lives on through us. We're going to be pushing for social justice and change for as, as long as there's breath in his body and this platform lives. I'm going to continue to talk about it and push it forward because it needs to be heard. Uh, every story needs to be heard. His is just another one that I did not want to talk about. And boy, I talked about this when we talked about Ahmaud Arbery back in season one. I was like, man, what's going to happen when the next one happens or the next one? And I'm tired of that, yo. I'm tired of it. I'm so tired. And I'm mentally drained, but shout out to you, Walter, and your legacy lives on. Next week, we're doing Naughty by Nature. Uh, hope it's going to be a great show and uh, looking forward to that. But this week, you guys, we're going to end this week on a moment of silence uh, to give pay homage to Walter Wallace. So shout out to you all. Shout out to hip hop. 
Wonder Bazaar. We'll see you guys next week.